0: Thanks for joining us. You're about to listen to another Sunday worship service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at ClarkstonUMC.org.
1: Good morning and happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to Clarkston United Methodist Church worship. I'm Megan Walther, one of the clergy leaders here, and we are glad that you're joining us today. We're in the final week of a fundraiser for missions called Mini Mission Possible. and We have a variety of items that you can purchase, and your purchase price goes to missions. It's a donation to missions. So uh, look online, clarkstonumc.org, to see what items are available for bidding this week. And if you'd like to make a donation that'll benefit missions, uh, missions that feed people, clothe people, and a variety of other things, check out our website, see how you can get involved. Ash Wednesday is coming up on February 17th, this coming Wednesday. And we will have worship opportunities for you online at noon and again at 7 o'clock. These services will be brief and reflective, prayerful, a chance to begin the season of Lent, which is the 40 days leading up to Easter. So we invite you to join us this Wednesday for those special Ash Wednesday services. During Lent, that season of preparation for Easter, we have a couple of significant offerings for you. The first is a Bible study taught by Pastor Rick on the book of Ephesians. It'll be a study on Zoom with classes available during the daytime as well as during the evening, based on which time fits your convenience. Uh, That's Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. or Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. during Lent. The first class is Tuesday, February 23rd or Wednesday, February 24th, depending on which option you're going with. Pastor Rick has said this is his final Bible study class here at Clarkson United Methodist Church, so you're not going to want to miss this. You're gonna wanna register right now, it's really easy to do, and mark your calendar to join Pastor Rick for that class. We also will have three special in-person worship gatherings during Lent. These services will be held in the sanctuary, and one of the major focuses is going to be listening to the gorgeous music of the organ. And I'll be helping to lead those services, as well as Sarah Hazen, our Director of Worship and Music, The services will be about 30 minutes long, so they're going to be short. The services will feature scripture, prayer, questions for reflection, and of course, the beauty of just sitting in the sanctuary and listening to that organ music play. We hope that you'll join us for these services to connect to one another and also to connect with God. The first service is Thursday, February 25th, and... Like Pastor Rick's Bible study, we're offering a daytime option and an evening option. So those services will be at 11 a.m. and again at 7 p.m. Same service, two different times. Check out the website to learn all the details as to when those services are, but join us and worship with us. We are, of course, taking COVID restrictions very seriously, and so we are asking you to register online before attending so that we can manage how many are in the room at one time face masks required, social distancing, temperature checks at the door, so that all may feel safe and all may be protected as we gather together. There's a lot going on in the life of our church. There are even more things on the website and in the e-news, and we hope that you pay attention to those and take note. But for right now, it's time to focus on worship. So I'm going to turn things over to Pastor Rick, and he's going to help us think today about our theme and get us refocused on God.
2: Thank you, Megan, and happy Valentine's Day to everybody as we share this uh, day when we're supposed to be focused on love. It is my prayer that our worship service will bring us to understand the best of what love is for us as it's given to us in Christ and as we share with each other as believers. Um, As we're coming into the worship today, uh, we're going to be taking a look at this gift that God has given us to be healthy and all of what that means, healthy in body and mind and spirit, and how it caused the church to take a particular perspective and imitation for us to know that this is a life that we've been given to cherish, to nurture, and take care of so that we can take care of each other in God's good world. So I pray that you'll join with us in this service and, and be open to the leading of the Spirit. Uh, let us hear the music and the word and reflection and allow it all to bring a healing power into our heart, our minds, and guide us in our steps in the week to come. Thanks for worshiping with us and and may God now speak to us as we go into this hour.
1: We gather to worship now, connected by Christ. Please join us in saying the words in bold. The text will be on the screen. Following Jesus offers a path to wellness. We come to Christ seeking healing. We seek healing for our bodies and minds for ourselves, and for those across the world. We pray for relief from pain. Our spirits need healing. Sometimes it starts with the first step. Lord, bind up our wounds. Give us strength to pursue health.
2: Today, the scripture comes from a part of the New Testament that, quite frankly, you might have trouble finding. I even sometimes still have trouble trying to say it. It's not the third chapter of John, it's John 3. It's one of the smallest books of the Bible found in the collection of letters. We call them the epistles in the New Testament. They're letters written to the early church to give counsel, to give wisdom, to give encouragement. And here in this John 3, first chapter, we hear the author offering their hope, their blessing, and their best wish for this church they loved and cared for so much. Listen now as we receive this letter as it's written to us, and it gives to us the best wish that God has for all of us to share together right now. Let's hear God's word.
1: A reading from the book of 3 John, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health, just as it is well with your soul. I was overjoyed when some of the friends arrived and testified to your faithfulness to the truth, namely, how you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than this to hear that my children are walking in the truth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
2: Would you join with me in a word of prayer? Gracious and loving God, we ask that this word might be originated out of your word and lead us back to the truth and power that you alone provide us. May the words of my mouth and thoughts of our hearts and minds together be found worthy and purposeful as you direct them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to thank Gary Thomas for the illustration. I want to use with you, Gary Thomas uh, was preaching one Sunday out in a church in California. And in that environment in which he lived, of course, it's a very health-conscious state, a lot of focus on outdoor activities. And he was talking about the idea of the passion that people have to not only engage in athletic events, but to tell other people about their engagement in those events. And he was pointing specifically to the kinds of uh, stickers that we put in our windows on our cars, Uh, particularly those who would like to put in, on their car windshields or in the back window, uh, a message that said, hey, uh, I've participated in an athletic event, and he showed uh, these pictures that you can see right now on your screen. These numbers, do you know what they mean? They represent races, and if you've got them in the back of your car, it assumes that you've done these races. You've done um, either a marathon or a half marathon, which these numbers represent. Do you know what this number represents? It represents a half a triathlon. Now, think about that for a second—a half of a triathlon. This is someone who has been in the water swimming, biking, and running for that many miles. They would proudly display this, and of course, there's also one for the full marathon or full triathlon as well. The display of which says that the person who's in this vehicle is an athlete, someone who is engaged in the hard work of preparing for and executing these runs, these very demanding physical events. Now, Gary talks about the fact he found these in a running store in California. But in talking with the owner of the running store, when they were talking about these decals and and the numbers that were on them, the the owner of the running store said, you know what my best-selling one is, though? It wasn't the 10K. It wasn't the half marathon, the full marathon, the half triathlon, or the triathlon. It was, in fact, this sticker. Clearly, someone who wanted to say to the world, I just don't run. It's not my thing. And wanted to declare that. That was the number one bestseller in this running store. I find that rather amusing. And I also. Uh, would love to be able to put one of those stickers on my car. Because as you might know, I'm not much of a runner, never have been. Now, I have been someone who's been involved most of his life in participating in sports and outdoor activities. Uh, I do love that. And so, yeah, to put a sticker on my car about golf or fly fishing at this point in my life, all about it. But when we start talking about exercise and health, it does create an emotional reaction from people. Some are apathetic to the conversation entirely, but I find usually there are other two groups of people, those who are extremely excited about it, who want to put on their car, hey, I have run a marathon or another similar race. And there are those who absolutely don't want to hear anything about it, don't have the time, don't have the interest, never been good at it. And so this morning, as we start talking about a conversation on our well-being, I want to invite us to stay here a little bit longer regardless of what your emotional reaction might be because what I want to suggest to you today that oftentimes when we think about our health and well-being, we are too narrowed in our focus. I want to share with you the fact that in the Gospels, we are taught that God cares about our health and well-being. It is not simply a matter of whether you like to run or not run, eat healthy, not eat healthy or whatever. It's about listening to what God desires for us. In the scripture that was read this morning you heard from the third chapter, or the third the first chapter of th- John 3 where here the letter to the church says beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. Isn't that the best wish we can hope for, the prayer that we offer for those that we love the most when our children are born to us? That's really the first thing we care about is they are healthy. It matters because once when they're healthy, the rest can flow from there. We know that. And in this word from John 3, the letters expressing to the church this desire that they would be in good health, but in addition to physical health, that it would be well with their soul that in in addition to their body, their spiritual life would be healthy and well, and that they would be walking in the truth, a way of living healthy with all around you and the relationships you have, with the engagement you have in your work, with your friends, your family, etc. This is a wish that is given in John 3 to the church. It is the best wish that could be offered, that they would be healthy healthy, in body, mind, and soul. When we wish something for others, there's so many things we can wish for them, but there's nothing better than to wish for them their overall health. In Romans 12, the first verse, it says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, to understand that how we present ourselves to God is not simply about whether or not we measure ourselves against some kind of physical fitness chart, but rather we're understanding that we receive our bodies as gifts from God and we give them back to God in the best way we can. And it's an act of worship, of praising, of celebrating, of giving thanks to God for this that I have, the ability to do whatever it is I can do with my body. In 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. In the physical nature of our being, it's an opportunity for us to celebrate God, to give God thanks and praise, and to live to the glory of God and in faithfulness to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to be very clear here right now. These scriptures unlike so much of what we talk about in our culture, are not about our body type. They are about being healthy to the ability that our bodies allow us to be healthy for the purpose of living our lives wherever we are, to whatever level we can, to their fullest, to bring joy and meaning to others and also to serve Christ as fully as we can. There's no body shaming in the body of Christ. There's no sense... The people of any particular body, shape, or size are better, healthier, more holy than the other. Rather, but wherever we are, as we are, are we able to present ourselves as healthy as we can in that moment, in that moment of truth, to the glory of God. Now, when I think about these things, I realize that oftentimes I get too narrowed in my focus. I miss and lose sight of the broad nature of what it is to talk about our health. And well being. This past week, I attended a workshop sponsored by Westpath. Westpath is the agency that runs the uh, pension program for all United Methodist lay workers and clergy who are in the program. And so, when I found out they were doing this two day workshop, I signed up thinking it was going to give me some important information that I care about as I think about my retirement and so on, and my financial planning. And when I got to the workshop, sat there in front of my computer and got it up on the screen, they began, and they began as they always do in worship, to remind us that everything, even financial conversations, need to be initiated with honoring and turning their focus to God. But then also, at the very beginning, as I was sitting there ready to get all this financial data, they opened up my mind by showing me this symbol. This is the symbol of the ministry West Westpath, what their intent is for those who participate in their program. Of course, it's a pension program. It is concerned about finances and the financial well-being of those who participate in their program. But their understanding of what they're trying to accomplish and how we are supposed to understand our wealth is far broader than I was thinking. And in this two-day workshop, they address each one of these areas, our health from a perspective of social health, Are we healthy in our relationships? Are we healthy physically? Are we healthy financially? Are we healthy emotionally? And are we healthy spiritually? In all of these areas, we're called and invited by the gospel of Jesus Christ, and West Path reminded us of that that we are called to be healthy in every one of these areas. And if in our pursuit of one of these areas we go so far, so fast, too far, that we ignore and neglect the other areas, we become unhealthy to the detriment of every aspect of our life. Is it not true? Have you not experienced this at some points of your life when you've been so focused on one area that you've neglected other areas and become unhealthy. Maybe the pursuit of your career at the expense of the relationships with loved ones. Maybe a focus on on, uh, financial concerns and losing sight of spirituality. Or maybe you are so focused on what you think being social is, you've lost your balance in what it is to be connected in all the other areas of your life the way God would have us. Now, it's true that, at least in my experience in different chapters and timelines of my life, I have found it (coughs) more possible for me to be healthy in one area than another. Some of that is just the way it is. But I think God is looking at our health over a broader timeline. Yes, in every moment, how are you doing in the broad areas of your life, but also across the areas, the length of your life, How healthy are you, and how are you moving towards greater health in all of these areas? Now, we know what health is, right? We may not always be able to describe it, but we know what it is when we see it and when we feel it. And health is something we can use to describe all aspects of our life, not just our physical well-being. We can apply it to our work. You know if where you work is a healthy environment or not. It feels healthy or it doesn't. We can think about our families. Are our families healthy? And that doesn't mean they're void of conflict. Healthy conflicts is part of being in a healthy family. But can they be healthy with each other as they have the give and take of their lives? Are we healthy in our finances? Which, let's be clear, is not about how much money you have, but how much you are at peace with what you have and be able to use the resources that you have and understanding that God has given them to you and use them to take care of you and your own and also to affect the change in the world that God is asking you and me to affect to and make possible. Social health. How healthy are you in social relationships? Which many of us learn the hard way has nothing to do with being popular, it has to do with whether or not the relationships we are engaged in are healthy. Are they the kinds of relationships where we can be honest with each other, revelatory to each other, transparent and, and vulnerable with each other and know that we will be cared for lovingly and trust, and, and put our relationships in a position of trusting each other, knowing that we will be for each other in the places where we need to be and set each other free to let everyone be who they are uniquely called to be? Emotional health is not always being happy. It's the ability to genuinely feel the emotions of our life appropriately in a given situation. There are times when being profoundly sad, grieving is exactly the best form of emotional health we can be exhibiting based on the experiences of our life. Can we fully embrace the emotions that are real and appropriate to the moment without allowing them to overwhelm us? Spiritual health is not where we have come to complete understanding of God. It is rather our willingness and our ability to know that we are engaged in an ongoing relationship with the living Lord and that we are in an attitude of discovery. We never have a moment when we arrive at complete understanding, but that's the joy of a spiritual walk, to discover the moments where more is revealed to us. We get those moments of surprise and revelation I hope I never have a moment where I get to the place where I know it all. What fun would that be? I love when God gives me these surprises. When I read Scripture, I've read a hundred times before, and there's new insight. Spiritual health is that dynamic, healthy relationship with the living Lord. And living out of that spiritual life is the foundation for all I do in the world. Now, in all these things we in the church engage, including physical health. My goodness, we just built a gym and we're using it to the fullest and we'll use it again before and after COVID for all ages to come in and to address their physical well-being. All of these areas are the work of the church. When we talk about money in the church, we are not talking about primarily to get more money for the church. We're talking about it so that financial uh, resources in your life will become a part of a healthy life for you, taking care of you and your own, and also, yes, assisting the church, where we offer emotional well-being programs like divorce care and AA and conversations on relationships and marriage and the like. We're doing that because we know there are people who go through moments of vulnerability and brokenness, and we know it's the work of the church to bring people back to a place of wholeness and health. All of these areas are the work of the church, and we engage in them because Christ cares about our health and well-being. It is, in fact, God's greatest wish for us that we would be healthy. And to that end, I can be proud and you can be proud of the fact that our ministry right now is engaging in a brand-new opening of a ministry that continues part of our long-time heritage, but picks it up in a very now particular and wonderful way called body or Mind, Body, Spirit. Now, when you go to the church website, you can find information about this program. It is the Healthy Lifestyle Ministry at CUMC that integrates faith and health, promoting holistic health. It strives to inform, encourage, inspire, and empower us to improve the quality of our lives. As United Methodists, we are committed to creating opportunities for the vibrant mental, physical, and spiritual health for the well being of all people. This is the life that God intends for each of us. This launching of this ministry is an understanding that holistic health is a part of our calling. We want people to talk about this place as a healthy church. That may not mean that we can all run a marathon or even a half a marathon or even drive to a marathon. But the fact is that we can say that we are healthy in our relationships by the way we live together as a community, by the way we serve the community. We want to be known as a healthy church, not to our own glory, but to the glory of God. And I truly believe this. To engage with the community outside the church with a focus on health and wellness, holistic health, thinking about the body, mind, and spirit. It's going to be a powerful way to connect with those who are outside of the church, wondering about why should I get involved there. And then recognizing we're not here simply to get them in here to serve our purpose. We're not getting them in here to make them conform to how we think and are, but rather we want to engage them into a healthier lifestyle, which includes body mind and soul we want to invite them to come into a relationship with the living lord whom we know as jesus christ and understand why that is so wonderfully healthy holy and why salvation is more than just getting someone to confess jesus christ as my lord but rather living that healthy life as god intends us to live beyond the moment of profession and so this church is committed to continuing to live in a healthy way. As I look at this church today, even amidst all the unhealth of the world, long list there, what I am most proud of is that we are a healthy community, a healthy congregation, led with healthy leadership and a healthy staff. I said at the very beginning of the pandemic a year ago, the churches that will crumble in this time are the churches that are unhealthy, unhealthy but don't know exactly why they exist and don't know how to treat each other and the world in a healthy way. But the churches that are healthy will endure and thrive during this time because when you are healthy, you can adapt, you can change, you can become effective and still never lose the truth of who you are. And that's where you are as a congregation. That's where we are as a people. And that's what we're offering to people to come and share with us, I'm inviting you to share in this program that we're sharing now in the church, Mind, Body, Spirit. I invite you to go to the website. There you can find already starting some programs. Even though we're not able to come in the building, we've got programs there on stress management. We've got free online workouts. We've got people, the Joyful Joggers, who are still running out there trying to get their decals on their cars. Uh, we've got a program there on the website you can turn to to have exercise with your young children. I tried it. I can't do it. But it's going to be a lot of fun for the kids. I am most proud of the fact that God has led us to understand that the best wish we can give to each other and the best gift we can give to the world is that we can be healthy in the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever we are, whatever our physical limitations or other kinds of limitations, we can be called to new health and to live in the joy of the Lord, to present ourselves as we truly are, as living sacrifices and celebrating the precious life that God has given us. Thanks be to God for the gifts in which we can experience all the ways in which we are blessed, can serve, and become healthy and share health with each other. To the glory of God. Amen.
3: Loving God, we ask your blessing on those sick and those in love. And we pray for those now grieving.
1: join me in an attitude of prayer. How do we find health, Lord? We feel tired. We feel worn out. We feel stretched thin. Some of us are hurting. Some of us are lamenting. Some of us are just worrying. How do we find health, Lord? Many of us already know what we should do. Some of us are still discerning what the next step is to take. We pray today, this would be a day when you guide us to take whatever that next step is towards health, the next step toward eating thoughtfully, the next step toward prayer, the next step toward justice, the next step toward mercy, the next step toward reconciliation. Lord, help us to see one thing that we can do today that might guide us closer to health or show us something we need to stop doing today or something we need to learn more about so we can know if it's the thing that we need to do. We pray, Lord, that you would draw us closer to your goodness, that you'd reveal your healing presence. As we breathe in, help us to breathe your grace. As we breathe out, Help us let go of our worry, even if it's just for this one brief moment. Allow us to sit at your feet, Lord, to listen to your words, to lean on the power of your Holy Spirit, to receive your grace. Our health affects the people that we love the most. And so, even if it's only for that reason, Help us to seek health today, Lord. Show us the next step today. Amen.
3: Please join us in saying the Lord's Prayer.
1: Our Our Father, Father, who art art in in heaven,
3: heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy 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 kingdom kingdom come, thy will be done, done on earth as as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as
0: we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power,
3: and the glory forever.
0: Amen.
1: Over the past week, a few of us had a chance to gather together online for what we called a fireside chat and it was just a chance to come together and talk and share and celebrate some of the things that are going on in our lives and in the life of the church too. It was a lot of fun to be on those Zoom calls and to hear people share some of the ways that they're connecting even in the past year and some of the significance that the church has played in their lives, ways that the church has supported them, ways that they've connected with friends from church Powerful to hear those stories and to listen to people share about their experiences. So you're about to see a video, and this video is a celebration of just a few, honestly, just a few of the many things that Clarkston United Methodist Church has been a part of in the past year. So I invite you to take this video and uh, receive it and... uh, Hopefully, be inspired remembering some of the things this church has done.
4: Well, here we are living in the moment, and here we are dreaming in the old. Around, isn't this a new day? Make a move, doing things a new way. A new way, this is our world, and this is our time. These are our plans, we're gonna let them shine. This is our place in the human. Stop dreaming Look ahead, we can see forever You and me, doing it together Light it up, we can be a million stars Look at us, don't you see we've come so far Yeah, we've come so far because this is our world, and this is our time, and these are our plans, we're going to let them shine, this is our place, in the human race, and we won't stop dreaming. This is our time, these are our plans, we're going to let them shine, this is our place in the human race, and we won't stop dreaming, no we won't stop dreaming, this is our world, and this is our
1: Wow, it's pretty amazing to look back and realize how many different things this congregation has been involved with, how many things you all have been involved with in the past year. Hopefully, you got an annual report with some of the celebrations, uh, things that have happened in the life of this congregation over the past year. That report included an invitation to fill out an estimate of giving card for the year ahead. And if you haven't had a chance to do that, now is the perfect moment. Go onto our website and you can fill out a card online. It's extremely easy to do. Also in this moment, as we transition into the offertory musical piece, we wanna invite you, if you'd like, to make a financial donation in support of the church. You can make a one-time donation on our website, you can text to give, or you can mail in your checks to Clarkston United Methodist Church. As we receive this gift of music, let's celebrate all that God has done in our midst all that God has yet to do. And thank you for your continued generosity.
2: Now, I pray that in this season where it seems we spend an awful lot of time talking about health, being afraid of being unhealthy, talking about the unhealth of the world around us and the sicknesses that we're afraid of and that we share and have and have watched others endure, it is my prayer that this service has taken us from an area of concern to a life of celebration, of embracing. A yearning to and making steps intentionally towards health in our relationship, in our bodies, in our faith. May God bless you and me both that we never give up on seeking to be the healthiest we can be for God's glory so we can be living the life God has always intended us to live and so that in our places of health God may be revealed. May the One who has given you and me both life in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Continue to guide us to live our best days to God's glory. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the Sunday Worship Service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.